Good morning. Uh, you know, Pastor Richard mentioned about, you know, it's impossible to measure the love of God. Uh, uh, some of us have some old hymns going through our mind when uh, we uh, think of that uh, subject. Anybody remember this one? The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. Could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. I was trying to remember the words, and then I said, Hey, I've got my phone with me. Google helps. <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah. The love of God is greater far than pen or tongue can ever tell. Bless the Lord. Amen. My phone is on silent, so um, I want to share with you this morning uh, on uh, the subject of empowerment. Empowerment. Um, no slides. <laughs> uh, actually, what I want to talk about is uh, it's all summed up really uh, when God wants to empower his people, it's all about empowerment for purpose. It's all about empowerment for purpose. God is a purpose. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, I'm reading from uh, the first epistle of Paul to, to the, sorry, one, chapter one of Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound to us in all wisdom and prudence. Having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him we also have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works <clears throat> according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of of his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Being predestined according to his purpose. So uh, God has purpose to equip the church, to empower the church. Now, when, you know, we, we talk sometimes in the natural realm of empowerment, we, we talk about authorization. We're given authority to do something. We're talking about empowerment this morning as in the context of the things of God. We're talking about God enabling. We're talking about God giving us power. 
We're talking about God giving us strength, God giving us wisdom, guiding us, directing us, giving us understanding, giving us discernment. That is the uh, uh, empowerment I want to uh, focus on uh, this morning. I want to look at it in three three headings this morning. One, we are empowered to overcome sin. Secondly, we are empowered to overcome life's challenges. And uh, thirdly, we are empowered to minister. Empowered to minister. Um, uh, We're empowered to overcome sin in Romans chapter 6. And verse 6, it says, As we know that our sinful selves were crucified with Christ, so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer, the Word of God says, that we're talking about believers, we are no longer slaves to sin. We're going to come back to that and look at it a little bit more later. We are empowered to overcome life's challenges. And Pastor Rich has already uh, quoted this scripture this morning. It says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Amen. And so uh, the third uh, area I want to consider together with you uh, this morning is we're empowered to minister. Um, Uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, go and minister to the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you and behold, I am with you always to the end of the earth. Amen. And I, I, I'm going to be looking at this a little bit uh, uh, more detail later, but it says regarding the Lord Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18 to 19, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now you may say, well, that, that is what <clears throat> Jesus has been anointed to do. Well, we need to remember that Jesus says, the things that I do, you are going to do greater things. Amen? And so uh, this, this verse uh, applies to, to you and to me this morning. Okay? He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed. Amen. And so, as I've already said, all those three things can be summarized as empowered for purpose. Now, I want to, first of all, uh, before we get into more detail, uh, uh, talk about the role of the Holy Spirit. The role of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've probably, if, if you've all familiar with Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Uh, Jesus, uh, uh, it's recorded, told the disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses 
in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. We need to remember this morning that biblical spiritual empowerment is received through the power of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't come any other way. It is through the work and the operation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, scripture tells us that every believer, everyone who by faith has become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, has been given the Holy Spirit. Amen? And this is the starting point for everyone, for every believer. That's the starting point. But beyond that endowment of the Spirit that's given at the time of our new birth, there is also in the Word of God the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need to remember this morning that without the Holy Spirit, there is no God empowerment. And just as uh, Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And we must be born again to receive the Holy Spirit. I'm going to, uh, for, for a short while, just uh, reconsider what we've been going through in the last uh, uh, 15 months as background to what I want to share. Now, everything that's been going on in, uh, has produced in many uh, fear, maybe confusion, anxiety, maybe apprehension. And maybe some who are listening to me, some of you who are listening to me uh, this morning have experienced moments like that. And that, unfortunately, in our humanity often tends to be our default or fallback position. See, it's always tempting to focus on the negative aspects and experiences we've gone through. And if we are honest with ourselves, most of those things uh, uh, often relate to the material aspects of our lives. <clears throat> it's like what I wanted, I didn't get <laughs> because of the pandemic. What I wanted to do, I couldn't do because of the pandemic. <laughs> and these things then preoccupy our minds and bring us into the, what we've already talked about, uh, uh, fear, maybe confusion, anxiety, apprehension. And so there may be many listening to me this morning. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I've just been uh, going through things like that. And as many as of us are here, in the church, and many who are, as many as you are listening, um, uh, we can be sure that our experiences have been just as varied. Thankfully, thankfully, there's a place of peace and confidence in God this morning. That even if we may face a similar circumstances in the future, uh, we will be equipped in the Lord Jesus Christ to face it in his strength. I'm sure you'll agree with me, committed believers should always be committed to the will and purposes of God in their lives. And to seek to hear God's voice in whatever uh, we may be going through, whether in difficult times or in times of blessing. Um, and, but, and it's important that we be careful to listen to, to God and not man. In our seeking, we must always remember that 
the word of God tells us that from, as from God's perspective, his thoughts are nothing like our thoughts. Isaiah 55, verse 8, 9, he says, My ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than, than your thoughts. And I believe this morning we can avoid many of the negative feelings that we've maybe already mentioned. As believers, when we focus in, in the midst of the storm on the spiritual and our walk with the Lord and not on the wind and the storm that is around us. It is a fact that in difficult and trying times that we often grow more in our faith. We, we could uh, uh, quote some scriptures, but I want to move on. I want to get to uh, the main points that I want to share with you this morning. No matter what we, may, we go through, God is always there for us. No matter. Jesus said, In me, I have said these things to you. He was talking to the disciples. That in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And we're reminded in, by the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8, nothing can separate us from God's love. It says, does it mean he no longer lo loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with, God, with death? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love us anymore when we are faced with trials and tribulations. I'm going to move, just move on a little bit. God is there for us, amen? amen? Hallelujah. Now I'm convinced that as we've gone through this past 15 months, that God wanted to prepare us for something. God wanted us to prepare something. And we, can, we became so maybe uh, caught up with the, the circumstances and the issues. And we got distracted from what God always wants to do in our lives. God is always at work in our lives, preparing for us. Preparing us for his will and his purposes to be outworked in our lives. And I believe this, this morning, God is preparing us for a move of his Holy Spirit amongst us as a church. That we will experience a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And that we will see a release of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that will be a manifestation of the power and glory of God amongst us. Coming back to the theme this morning, the first point... I want to address is we are empowered to overcome sin. We know that our old sinful lives were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Before I, I, I continue to address that issue a little bit, uh, it's important to remember that uh, empowerment is a process in our lives. 
You see, we have an adversary to, who wants to keep us from doing God's will and who wants to render us ineffective in God. And we cannot allow any doubt or hindrance in our lives to in any way quench the potential we're talking about or to limit what God can do through each of us. And that is why when we come to God and ask for his spirit to be poured out upon us, we must come free of anything that would hamper the moving of God's spirit within us. David the psalmist cried out, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. God has given us power over sin for a purpose. God has given us power over sin so that when we come and we want to be used by him, okay, there is nothing that's going to hinder uh, the work of his Holy Spirit in our lives and our ministry. We're going to talk about empowerment for ministry. Empower, yeah, and, and let me say this this morning. There's far too much emphasis on empowerment to ministry before coming and uh, recognizing that in order to have power to minister, we have to overcome power of sin and we have to overcome the trials and tribulations that are uh, facing us in life. That's why I said it's a process. And, we, you know, we, we can say, well, I want power to minister. Well, you know, God doesn't, you know, in, in, natu in the natural, in life, uh, you know, in the workplace, you don't give people power. You don't empower someone who's not equipped, who's not capable of doing the job. And so God wants, first of all, to deal with things in our lives that take away anything that can uh, interfere with our ability to minister in the power of God's Holy Spirit. Amen? You see, unrepented sin, offenses, focus on material blessings, etc., hinder the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And in the psalmist, uh, the, the, the psalmist in Psalm 119 says, Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah. And so the, the first thing then is we have to. Have, be empowered to overcome sin. Well, look, we have to. We are. We can be empowered to overcome sin. We are no longer slaves to sin. The Word of God says to us. Empowered to overcome life's challenges. Now, we're we're in a perfect environment to to consider that this morning, aren't we? Amen. Uh, Romans chapter five and verse three to five says this. We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. This is the word of God. Endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Amen. John chapter 16 and verse 33 says this, I have told you all this, that you may have peace in me. On earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Not things that people want to hear, especially Christians who 
believe that you know, so we're not supposed to have uh, problems in life. Well, Jesus says you're going to have trials. You're going to have problems and you have to learn to overcome them. And the only way you can overcome them is to look to uh, uh, God for that help. Okay. Um, God intends that as believers that we are to demonstrate in the midst of the storm that we are a people who know the peace of God. Amen? That's God. Amen? And that we are a people who believe in the sovereignty of God in all things. And that we align ourselves with the words of the Apostle Paul. Amen? That we've just already re read. Furthermore, we are to be a witness to our friends, our neighbors, and all we meet of the love of God in the Lord Jesus Christ in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of problems and challenges. But beyond the immediate, no matter what God is showing us for that moment, more often than not, he is at work within us, amen, to accomplish longer-term goals in our spiritual growth and maturity, amen. And I truly believe this morning that God's plan for each and every one of us, even through difficult times, is not just for the moment, but for the rest of our lives. I mentioned some weeks ago that maybe God wanted, in the circumstances that we're in, God wanted, wanted us to see these difficult times as a motivator to grow in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that through what we've been going through, we have actually had an opportunity, unlike any other time, to draw closer to God. And I trust that that has been your experience. If so, when we look back, we will testify that it was a time when our relationship with the Lord and our growth in love and grace became enlarged and stronger. No matter what, this morning, regarding the past, what has happened over the last 15 months, can I encourage everyone to take the opportunity to begin through prayer and meditation in the Word to see it as an opportunity to become prepared for a fresh move of God in Transformation Church. And that we should consider that, we are go that what we are going through as a time that the Lord has called us aside to wait upon him for his purposes. A time to allow him to equip and prepare us for the challenges he's going to bring across our path. Amen. Some of you may remember we were sharing some time, a couple of months ago, okay, about the fact that, you know, although we may be going through what would seem like a desert experience, that when we face it with the right attitude, through prayer and meditating on the word, it can result in us being equipped and empowered in ministry to meet whatever God sends our way. Remember, we've talked about Jesus when he went into that desert place, and it says in Luke chapter 14, uh, 4 and 14, after he'd been tempted, he says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and he reported about him went throughout all the country. He had spent 40 days and nights fasting in the desert. 
He had faced temptation and overcame. And it, when it was over, it says, he returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And I believe as we look forward to gathering again as a church, everybody together in the church, amen, I, I, I'm looking forward to everybody coming back, amen, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a lesson the experience of Jesus is for us. What a lesson difficult times and circumstances approached with the right attitude can be the time and place where we can be prepared for what God wants to use us for and where we can be prepared and be prepared to fulfill his purposes in and through us. Man, I'm going to just skip over a few thoughts there and come to the last uh, uh, subject I want to consider together, empowered to minister. We're empowered to minister. I believe that we have to be empowered to deal with sin. We have to be empowered to deal with the challenges of life. And as we overcome in those areas, we are then freed to be able to uh, minister as God intends us to. And so he wants to empower us to minister. I was expecting slides to go up and things, so I have to refocus <laughs> uh, here. Okay. Um, we've already considered that scripture about what it said regarding Jesus, um, about being anointed to preach the gospel to the poor, uh, to heal the brokenhearted, to bring liberty to the captives, recovery of the sight of the blind, to set at liberty those oppressed. You see, Jesus took time to, in prayer to step aside from busyness and allow the Father and the Holy Spirit to minister to him and prepare him for what he was going to face. You see, communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit is essential. To be empowered for our earthly ministry, communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit is essential. A relationship and communion with the Holy Spirit is absolutely necessary if we are going to grow in God's purposes for our lives. And I believe this morning God wants to anoint and empower each of us to fulfill that same ministry that Jesus, uh, uh, we've just read about, uh, came to fulfill. To fulfill our earthly ministry. God wants to anoint and empower each and every one of us. Everyone, every believer, everyone who's part of Transformation Church not just the pastors or the elders or ministry leaders, but God wants everyone to be anointed for ministry and, uh, this morning. It excites me to think of what the potential end result could be, to think about what such a spirit-filled body of believers ministering in the power of the Holy Spirit could accomplish. Amen? It excites me to think about that, the potential When everybody in the church becomes filled with the Holy Spirit, ministering in the power of the Holy Spirit, 
Amen? All things are possible. Amen? With man, things may be impossible, but all, God, all things are possible. Think about it. Think about what you think you, you'd like to see happening in the church. Think about the things that you would like to see being accomplished in the church. I want to tell you, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? And I'm praying, therefore, that many, if not all of uh, you listening to my message today will share in that excitement and make a commitment to be part of what God wants to do amongst us at Transformation Church. That you will be determined to press into God and seek for an infilling of the Holy Spirit and for a revelation of God, how God wants to use you. Wants to God use you. I want to encourage you to demonstrate your determination to seek for the fullness of God in your lives so that you can be able to minister effectively, whether in the church or outside the church. Isn't it wonderful? The word of God says that God wants to give himself to us for that purpose. And that brings us to have a proper understanding of the Holy Spirit. I nearly said what the Holy Spirit is, but it is who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is, is God himself. Yeah. Amen? God himself. Yeah. God wants to give himself to us in the Holy Spirit to accomplish that goal. And for this to be realized, it's our responsibility this morning to, to surrender and make ourselves available for the Holy Spirit to accomplish God's will through us. Amen. As we've already mentioned, the Holy Spirit's power is essential if we are to achieve those, uh, those goals. And I believe this morning that uh, for too long, much of the Christian church has been powerless and ineffective. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is able to inject, <clears throat> someone says, able to inject heaven-sent power into our lives and equip us to impact our communities for Jesus Christ. Amen? Thank God that he gave us his Holy Spirit to dwell within us. But I, I, so, so many have rejected the, the, the truth uh, and the promise of God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus spoke in John chapter 14 of believers doing the works that he did. And he says, even greater works. The early church believers in the book of Acts healed the sick cast out demons, even raise the dead. They live daily aware of their need to rely on a continual infilling of the Holy Spirit. One writer says, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to empower us to go beyond our human abilities and to be effective, supernaturally enabled witnesses to the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we must be freed from any limitation whether in the natural or spiritual, that would limit our ability to overcome. This reminds me when we, when we talked about this some time ago, uh, it was in the context of uh, uh, Val's uh, uh, testimony about uh, God telling about walking on water. Remember that? We had to walk on water. We must be freed from any... In order to do that, we have to be freed from 
uh, any limitation in the natural. And so too in the spiritual. It's something that we can't do naturally. We can only do it as we are freed or released from the limitations of our humanity by the power of the Holy Spirit. And for expectation, whatever our expectations may be, for expectation to become fulfillment, there has to be a release to a place in the Spirit where we are free, unconfined, unrestricted, unconstrained by our human strength and abilities. What a wonderful place to come to in the Lord Jesus Christ. But God has told us that he wants to give us the power to do those things. Amen? You see, we may be in the church, we may be part of the body of Christ, but we may not yet be released to the purpose of God in our lives. God is calling every one of us to step out in faith and to allow the Holy Spirit to use us. And every time we step out in faith under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, to minister in healing or in any other way, we are going beyond our human abilities to be effective, supernaturally enabled witnesses to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Let me repeat again. God wants to use everyone. God wants to use everyone. I, I encourage you to ask God, how can you use me, Lord? How can you use me, Lord? He wants to use me. He wants to use you. He wants to use uh, my personality, your personality, my talents, your talents, my strength, all the human qualities I have. But he can only be, these can only be effective for his purposes as I surrendered to him for him to use through the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God for what, the, the giftings we have the abilities that we have. But with the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon those giftings and those abilities, we're going to achieve far greater than we could in our own strength. Amen? And so whoever's listening to my message right now, it's important that you believe and accept that God wants to use you. You have giftings and abilities that God has a plan to use for his glory. God wants to baptize you with the Holy Spirit for the outworking of his purposes. Amen? Remember what we read from Acts chapter 1? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. You shall be witnesses in Pierrefonds, in Montreal, in Quebec, amen, in Canada, to the end of the earth. Can you believe that maybe someone listening to me this morning, can you believe that that's God's will and God's purposes for you, and God wants to use you to be a witness? No, don't just think about, uh, you know, Transformation Church or Pierrefonds thing. Believe that God can use you <laughs> Amen? To the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. See, the disciples actually became greater and more powerful when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit 
and the day of Pentecost, they became greater and more powerful than they were in their humanity. See, the baptism of the Holy Spirit releases us from the limitations of our human, physical, and spiritual strength. Many are greatly gifted naturally, but however great their giftings may be, it is always limited to accomplish God's purposes. And I believe this morning the priority of the church, priority of Christians, the priority of those of us in Transformation Church in the face of political turbulence, in the face of the uncertainty of any pandemic, should not be on things that God has declared is not for us to know, but it is for us to seek for the fullness and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and the church so that we can be effective witnesses to the world. And I believe God is challenging every one of us today to step out in faith and to experience more of the power and presence of God in our lives, to do with God's help what we could never do on our own, to walk on water in the midst of the storm. I believe that God desires that the gifts of the Holy Spirit be released in the lives of everyone in our fellowship. I trust you believe with me this morning that the world needs to see a manifestation of the glory of God on the earth. A manifestation that has an impact on society. This world needs to see a revival. And a compromised church or Christians will never bring that about. I trust you will agree with me this morning that the church, including Transformation Church, desperately needs the power of Jesus and the energy and the activity of the Holy Spirit if we are to accomplish God's purposes in this hour. We need power, but not just any power. We need spiritual power, the kind of power that human flesh cannot produce. Neither can hyped up organized church programs produce. I believe the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for each and every one of us in Transformation Church and can be a means of transforming our good intentions into life-changing action. I believe that, it's obviously, the sound doctrine is important. Knowledge of the word is important, but they themselves are not enough. We need the truth that we have in our hearts and minds to be anointed by the fire of the Holy Spirit. We need an infusion of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, individually and collectively, that will lead us to being released in ministry in the church and outside the church and having an impact on our community. And I believe this morning that the functioning of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church is essential today. They are vital to the church's mission and how it lives out its calling in the world. And if we are to build the church, it is essential that we use the tool that God has provided for that purpose. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit are a vital part of the toolbox God has given to the church for that purpose. They are the channel for God's divine energy to enter into our lives and the lives of the church to empower our otherwise passiveness and to bring us into the fullness of the knowledge and experience of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, God wants to meet today's needs, not yesterday's needs. Amen? 
God's goal is to respond through you and me this morning as believers. God's goal is to respond to today's circumstances and not yesterday's circumstances. And the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit are able to equip us like nothing else to meet these needs. And so let me ask you this morning, every one of you, are you ready to be released? Are you ready to be released? Are you ready to seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you ready to give yourself to be used in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? This world needs a church that is functioning on all cylinders, someone has said. And when the church does not embrace the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it is operating in limited power mode. And so at Transformation Church, we're determined to operate at full power. Amen? I am. Are you? Are you determined to operate at full power? You, want, you don't want to be in first gear all the time. You want to go into overdrive. Amen? To operate at full power, to continue, and to, or to continue in the analogy, we want to operate in top gear, not first gear or high gear or low gear. Hey. Amen. Do you agree this morning that we need revival? Mm -hmm. Do you want souls to be saved? Do you want our church to become a powerful force in our community? Do you want to see our church grow? We need to seek for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon Transformation Church. We need to seek, we need to ask God to equip us for, its, for, for the church's mission. We need God to distribute amongst us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So let's come to a time now where we seek to put this into practice. Those of you here can stand as we come to pray together. Pray, pray with me as we seek to ask God to help us to put into practice what I've just shared. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you that there is provision in you for your church to be an overcoming, victorious church. Amen? You can say amen to uh, as, I, as, as I read these things, this prayer out. We acknowledge that we are the church and that therefore there is provision for each and every one of us to live overcoming victorious lives. Amen? We thank you that you provided for us the spiritual tools for us to be effective in ministry and to bring glory and honor to your name upon the earth. Amen? Above all, we thank you that you've Give nothing less than yourself to us to accomplish your purposes. We thank you that you give us the power to walk, to overcome in every challenging situation. In the face of sickness, 
in the face of the impossible, in the face of oppression, in the face of the attacks of the enemy, in the face of whatever challenge we may encounter. If there is anything in my life that is an hindrance to you working in my life, please reveal it to me so that I can repent and bring it to the cross for forgiveness and cleansing. I want to be free for you to use me. Amen? I want to be free for you to use me. Father, pour out and baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Pour out your Spirit on Transformation Church. Father, I want to be effective in ministry in your body of the church and in the world around me. Equip me by imparting the gifts of the Holy Spirit in my life as you desire. I feel like some need to speak that out to yourselves right now. Equip me by imparting the gifts of the Holy Spirit in my life as you desire. Amen? Father, fill everyone in Transformation Church with the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that our ministry as a church will become greater and will demonstrate to the world your power and your glory. We ask these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God that God empowers us. Amen? Empowers us to <clears throat> fulfill his purpose in our lives and in the world. He's empowered us to overcome sin. He's empowered us to overcome life's challenges. And he's empowered us to minister. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen.